Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fighting the Good Fight podcast, the show that highlights the good, the bad, and the ugly truths of the education system in America from my own personal experiences. My name is Tiana, and I am your host. The content on this podcast is my opinion and experiences as a Black woman educator. If you would like to learn more about this podcast and the content related to it, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Fighting the Good Fight, and visit the websites in the description box below to learn more. In today's opening episode titled, Women, Specifically Black, Are Leaving the Workforce, we are going to discuss the recent data on Black women leaving the workplace and many reasons for it based on articles related to this topic and studies from McKinsey. At the end of the episode, I will leave you with words of encouragement to continue fighting the good fight, so be sure to listen all the way till the end. Let's go! The other day on my LinkedIn, an article from Essence Magazine popped on my feed titled, Nearly 40% of Black women have quit jobs because they didn't feel emotionally safe. Well, by golly, this article caught my attention because at times in my career, I have experienced the same feelings of, as the article puts it, feeling unsafe in my identity at work. I have experienced being labeled negative connotations such as rude, negative, aggressive, and unbecoming. Rebecca Laiz, author of The Purposeful Silencing of Black Women in Educational Leadership and an ally in this fight, like so many other women that are not of color and witness the struggle of black women in leadership states, aggressive, strong-willed, passionate, have been words falsely labeled as simple descriptors when in actuality they are evidence of the continued sexism and racism that plagues our society. Women in leadership have always faced adversity and are still seen as second-rate citizens in our country. We see this play out on a national level, but we also see this through daily interactions with those of privilege. In this white male-dominated society, Black women like me are not afforded the same opportunities to be themselves at work and those in power, whether they be Black, white, or whatever ethnic or racial group they belong to, will find ways to push you out if you are not meeting their white, male-dominated society expectations. In the 23 years I spent as an educator in the public school sector, I never experienced this more until I began moving up in my career. I have always been an educator that fought for the underdog, and in my case, most of the time, it was for Black students that were from under-resourced homes. I always found ways to connect with all children, especially those that were oppressed by the school system. I watched students get labeled negative terms before a teacher even met the student. I have watched educators become fearful to interact with a parent or caregiver because of their unconscious biases about them. And I have seen students experience microaggressions that continue to harm them in a way where students are not being able to realize their full potential. For example, one afternoon as a principal, I was sweeping the halls to make sure all the students were in their classroom. I approached a class that seemed a bit off task, and as I walked in, the teacher approached me and said, Oh yeah, it's your usual suspects. Suspects? 
That's the title we want to give our students as if they are criminals? I scanned the room and saw a sea of black and brown faces, encouraged them to begin getting on task, and turned back to the teacher in awe that she didn't even realize the racial connotation of calling a room full of black and brown students suspects. An accumulation of these types of daily interactions and experiences and constantly teaching about or monitoring for these types of racial undertones or for unconscious biases is tiring and exhausting. As I continue to rise in educational leadership, I too begin to experience microaggressions at the workplace. As an educator that fights the good fight, my main mission is to give students and staff the best experience possible while at school and or working for the school district. This requires to have uncomfortable conversations at times in order to change the current culture to the culture we hope to gain. Unfortunately, as the purposeful silencing of Black women in educational leadership article continues to state, too often to count, she's been told by fellow colleagues that her voice is too stern or her approach is too dominant. She has faced discrimination from all sides, and yet she still continues. Well, here's the thing, folks. Black women are not continuing in the same way, because according to Essence magazine, 40% of black women have quit their jobs because they don't feel emotionally safe. McKinsey reports, women leaders are switching jobs at the highest rates we've ever seen, and ambitious young women are prepared to do the same. But we all don't have the luxury to just quit. Many black women feel stuck and forced to remain in their current positions because of quality of life. Many black women are passionate about their work, but are experiencing a disconnect because of the lack of emotional support and ability to show up in their true self. I am hopeful that many of these women that do quit will secure the professional journey that will afford them the opportunity to show up in their true self and be accepted by all. So my friends, to wrap up today's episode, Black women in educational leadership are having adverse times navigating the workplace, and many of them are walking away altogether. This is detrimental for the community in which they serve. Many surveys prove, especially in education, that students need to see representation in the field of education for mentoring purposes, aspirational purposes, and motivational purposes. But day by day, more and more are coming forth about the difficulties of working in a white male-dominated society that has conditioned people of all backgrounds on what is acceptable and unacceptable approaches to leadership. Let me leave you with this. My beautiful women in leadership that are determined, pure, resilient, authentic, and caring. If our ancestors could make it, so can we. How dare we complain about the adversity that we face? We were built for this. So let's keep up the fight and plant the seeds of change for our present circumstances and for the up and coming circumstances that will call on a leader with courage to speak up for those that are oppressed. Let us be wise about the choices we make for ourselves, our careers, our families, and society as a whole. Until next time, thank you to the listening audience for checking out the Fighting the Good Fight podcast and stay tuned to our next episode, The Making of a Black Woman Leader in Education. If you have a story you'd like to share about the adversities you have faced, please feel free to drop a comment below or email me at fightingthegoodfight45 at gmail.com to have your story referenced on the show. 
Thank you.